We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Ninja Skelts, Samson Magnuson, Rx Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandob, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromedan, Z- Dank, Zynason, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Edge, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, and Straw Cab. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to the Patreon. We Like Dota episode 304 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota. Uh, this is episode 304, and I am your host for today, Jim. I am joined by Arian. Hello, Jim. Hello, Internet. Hello, Arian. And we are joined by Charlene. Hello, Jim. Hello, Arian. Hello, Internet, I guess. I guess. I All guess. Right. I guess. Yeah. Hello, Charlene. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Maybe people are listening to this. That's probably true. In any case, uh, how's everyone doing? Oh, doing pretty well. I got accepted into uh, my university of choice, actually. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, Ariel. Uh, it's the University of Potsdam. And it's like a politics-type uh, degree, but it's a bit more of a generalist approach, I'd say. Neat. Did you get you got the big envelope? No, I didn't get an envelope yet. It's all like online these days in Europe. Like, there's one website Man. for the whole of Germany where you just apply. It's honestly pretty. It's honestly, it's very easy. It's it feels too easy almost. You you got the email with the multiple attachments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the I got a fat email. <laughs> what a what a time to be alive. I'm as, as the American. I'm not even going to ask uh, if it costs like 150 dollars no, to apply to each like, of your universities. I mean, if I went there, I had to, I would have to pay like two hundred euros per semester, and that's it. But it's yeah, a very things are getting so expensive these days. <laughs> it's a very nice university, actually. It's uh, so the university itself is pretty good, but the building it's in is very cool. So it's a old Prussian palace uh, that's like some Prussian king built uh, back when he reigned in Berlin. So yeah. in oh, a wow. palace? Yeah, that's yeah. So cool. The main campus is in a palace. Wow. I mean, that's honestly but, like, if I think of at least, so one other University of Berlin, uh, the Freie Universität, they're in the like normal building. But the other university, they're also in a Prussian castle. Uh, there's a lot of like castles geez. in Berlin for universities and stuff. And like, obviously, like, I feel like the Germans we killed most of our like royals, right? So the castles didn't really belong to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, do you. Are you going to commute from home? Are you going to live in a dorm? Do people live in dorms in German um, universities? I mean, yeah, there's dorms. It's not as prevalent as in America where, like, being in a dorm is, like, basically part of the experience, I feel like. Um, yeah. But in Germany, most people don't live in a dorm, I'd say. But there's a, like, decent dorm population. Uh, but okay. I probably won't live in the dorm for the, like, first one year because I'm planning to still live with my parents for at least a year. Uh, but mm-hmm. after that, I'll probably move like to an apartment with some friends or stuff like that. But how close is it? Um, to where so you it's in 
it's in Potsdam, which is the capital of the... So Berlin is a state, right, legally, like, I don't know, Oregon or something. Um, so the surrounding state of Berlin, it's called Brandenburg, and their capital is, ni is right next to Berlin, and it's kind of like morphed into a suburb of Berlin almost, but it's, it's not a suburb, it's a, like actual proper city. So um, to there, I commute around like 25 minutes or something by train. It's pretty, pretty good. Mm. Oh, good. So even if you did live on campus, you'd still be close to your parents. Still yeah, yeah. That's that's the most important thing. Obviously, I would never want to be more than like twelve minutes away from my parents. Ideally. Aww. Aww. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously joking, but you know. oh, well. <laughs> I still appreciate it. I mean, Jim, I'm I'm sure your kids their time is like six minutes or something. It gets longer the older you get, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're. They're pretty close right now. And they want to go to the, the university like in the next town over. Um, which nice. is actually a pretty good one. So Great. we're happy with it. But yeah. Wait, aren't your kids that's, like ten? Huh? Yeah, ten. And they're already thinking about what university they want to go to. Dude, the the middle class is precarious now, Charlene. Oh my Man. goodness. That's how it has to be. <laughs> no, actually my wife and I work at the university and so we, we get tuition remission for our children that's true Ooh, all right that's so that's we, pretty we, we might have been planting a seed early. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's honestly like uh, i my father's iranian right so i think he talked the first time to me and my sister about university when we were around six but like he had a serious talk so that would probably be my father's dream having kids that are interested in university <laughs> that early oh that's great my kids want to play on the basketball team yes very cool you can coach them well, not not the university basketball team. Ah, true. I have like a legendary women's basketball coach. Okay. Jeez. Anyway, moving on uh, from uh, C. Vivian Stringer, uh, College Basketball Hall of Fame inductee, to how Dota made us feel. Let's start with Arian. What are your Dota feelings for the week? Uh, my Dota feelings are pretty positive overall. I didn't play a ton, but I played some interesting games, so I didn't just spam it. For example, yesterday uh, I played an unranked game. Uh, I actually got to play with Bear since a long time, so I played with Bear Whoa. and Asin. Bear, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's been away for like years, it feels like, but he's finally yeah. like crawled out of his hole again, which is uh, very cool. <laughs> so... Uh, I played safely in Sven. He supported me on AA, and Ursi went on a three profit. And we laned against the Earth Spirit uh, Quop. So it was huh. actually terrible. So Bear fed First Blood uh, before the Horn Clang, before the runes even spawned. Um, <laughs> sure. And then I abandoned him, but they still caught up to me, and I made it under my tower for like with like what like 200 hp or something so i had to use myself so the lane already started oh. out pretty <laughs> bad and then and then like, bear said it's okay guys it's okay yeah bear like <laughs> because he was a level one aa who got just got first bullet right so he couldn't do a lot of lane so they pressured me really hard and i just started chain feeding so i at minute 12 i was one and five and that one kill was hard fought like we outskilled them pretty hard <laughs> but 
I mean, it's I don't know what you do in that situation because Quop's dagger is so strong in lane, and then this Earth Spirit just waltz on you, kicks you into dead. Um, yeah, but I was like, I had a terrible lane. I crawled my way up to have like a 15 minute Midas. So at minute 15, I had Hand of Midas, Brown Boots, and a Gloves of Haste. Uh, that's it. So I was like super underfarmed, but thankfully my mid clings, he was balling. He was, he had like at minute 15, he already had like four kills or something, just running around, killing everybody. And then Ursi on his three Bloodseeker also did surprisingly well. Uh, I don't know if you've tried this three Bloodseeker thing, but he went Yule's Veil, and it seems really strong. He did it in multiple games, and the W, it's only 80 mana, which is very abusable in lane. So, yeah, yeah thankfully I carried, I got a lot of space to farm, um, and then I ended the game with 12 kills, because, uh, you know, Sven, he kind of doesn't care about his early game. Cleave is a very good catch-up mechanic, and... I went the Axe build, which was the first time I tried it since it became... Like, uh, it's so fun. Action. It's so fun. My God. And, you know, even though my early game was really bad, I I for sure was the strongest hero in the late game. Like, I literally one-shot this crop one time uh, with my uh, Silver Edge, which was pretty nice. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, yeah, that... Uh, good game. The Axe Sven is, like... It's, I, it's super even on good. pro matches, I think it's like essential. Yeah, like, even in pro, like they, it's just not the same hero until they get their eggs. For sure, and it scales so incredibly well with the talents that Sven has, right? So, yeah. at level fifteen, you get Stormhammer dispels enemies. The enemy team had three Yule scepters. Uh, so anytime <laughs> I get my stun off on them, their Yule is just completely useless. And then obviously at level twenty, you get minus five seconds Stormhammer cooldown. So you have your like. Huge range, blink, plus stun, plus damage, plus, and it's like an AOE stun at like seven seconds cooldown, and then you get another second of stun at level 25. So, yeah, the talents for it are super, super good. And, you know, Sven is one of the serious, he kind of likes the stats that Axe give. He, I mean, there's items that are better for yeah. him stats wise, but it's definitely not the worst. Yeah. Uh, and then I also played a punch game. Which was pretty fun. Uh, I played against the Morphling mid. So actually, Ursi baited me because he was like, <laughs> hey, let's play a turbo. And I thought we were playing turbo, pick punch mid against the Morphling. Uh, in turbo, it's fine because you can like ferry out salves, but you can like, you can never really kill Morphling as a punch, I feel like, unless you have a, a spirit vessel, which you obviously won't have that early into the game. Um, but I died a lot, I fed a lot, but I still had uh, 21 assists, so I won the game because I got, uh, you know, good good stacks on my E. But overall, that game was a bit worse than the Sven game for sure because I fed, but then I, I didn't do that much. I had a couple of really good hooks, but apart from that, I didn't do that much. Uh, yeah, that about sums up my week. Oh my god, your uh, punch cosmetics. They're so good, looking. right? You have... <laughs> Okay, you have uh, the the pumpkin one, the uh, the what, what do you call it? What are those things? The scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Set. So he has orange glowing eyes and then orange glowing jack o' lanterns on his belt. Hmm. Then you have the red arcana hooks come out of his back yes. and the chains out of his belly. And then you have the big claw, but you set it to green yeah. instead of oh, matching the hooks. It matches his hat, though. <laughs> his hat is green, so. <laughs> The color composition, it actually... So he has this, like, very big surface area top hat, right? So mm -hmm. from Dota, which is Bird's Eye View, there's actually a lot of green ah. uh, color composition. So it actually, from when you play it in-game, it looks pretty good, in my opinion. 
It's very right, Christmassy. Gotta, like, it is. I mean, I think my patch cosmetics are pretty top tier, to be honest. Like, I got all the newest, fair, fanciest stuff. With the slug. I think what you gotta do is get the green hooks. Would you switch to green hooks? If you had the option? Uh, I mean, my hook is green on default. I have it set to green. Oh, sorry. Hook. I mean, the, the back hooks, like the chains. Uh, the no, chains, I'm, not, I'm not that my, that much of a like, hardcore punch game. I actually, I damn, I'm pretty close. You need to win, like, what, 20 games against Rubik? 12. Oh, okay. Wait, 12? 12? Does have to win 12 games? I mean, maybe 12 more for Arian? Yeah, it's 12 more for me, but I doubt it's oh, 12 okay. in total, right? Oh, I, I, it's a weird number. I'm just looking on your, uh, your right, grand I'll Google this, session. But I have 12 left, so I'm not sure how many games against okay. Rubik I actually won. Oh, no, it's actually 12 times, so I've not won a game. Damn, that's actually pretty embarrassing. I've not won a game against Rubik? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Oh, how many games have you even played against a Rubik? I'm not sure. I, but I think it's more we'll, than We'll five, just say, like, sure. two. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not a very good win rate, in my opinion. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, zero? Yeah, it's not a good win rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, Charlene. Yeah. How's Dota made you feel? I know you've been uh, very busy with other things. I've been super busy, and Dota's made me feel good, because whenever I do play, I get to play with friends. Um, I play. Yeah. Played with um, a like remote friend of the show, Jojo Joji. Um, sometimes yes. he shows up to in games, and he was winner of um, uh, the like the auto chess tournament true, that we true. threw a little while ago. Um, but played with All him, right. and then in a couple of those games, a ne- friend of the show, Neil, also hopped in. Yeah, um, that was fun. And in one of those games, we actually got randomly matched up against a uh, other friend of the show, Shake. Hmm. Oh, word. Yeah, so um, I I think I've played like four games this past week. And oh, that's pretty good. Decent. Yeah, they were all turbo games, but, you know, got a little bit of Dota in. Still counts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What heroes did you play? Um, I played Enchantress because she's a cavern. And then uh, I still have half of, or yeah, one more turbo to win with her. And then the one I played with uh, Neil, I did Ogre supporting his off lane. Was it Elder Titan? I think it was. Interesting. Yeah, it looks like it. I saw yeah. it in that game. Um, that one was fun. Also, so uh, in preparation for the show today, I did like a little bit of catching up on Omega League and saw that Zai owned with an Elder Titan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random anecdote. Um, and then second game I play against um, Shake and Company, I played a Lich. And we had a mid-AM who just took off. <laughs> how how so, seriously do you take games when you get matched against people uh, that you know? Depends. <laughs> depends on who you get matched against? Yeah, if I get matched against you, I take it really seriously. Yeah, I mean, I know that for sure. <laughs> um no i mean i i think i approach each game the same like i always want to do well and win or whatever um oh i actually massively choke whenever i get matched up against this one girl that i knew from college who was my roommate (laughs) 
How often do we get matched up? Uh, this happens I've, frequently. <laughs> I've got ma- I've gotten matched up against her like four times. It, it would okay. happen frequently when I was queuing with Bay, but so yeah. I haven't been matched up against her in like a couple of years. Interesting. But it's super awkward because I don't even think she knows it's me, but I know it's her. <laughs> very, <laughs> very awkward. <laughs> So it's, it's, so it's fully in, internal. Like I, I, all my anxiety is only for me. It's <laughs> great. I'm kind yeah. of the same though. If I get matched again, up against somebody, I remember I got matched up against Kruger recently, and I tried so hard. My God. <laughs> Did you lose? Did you? No, win? I I actually first blooded him on the one v one. Oh. I killed him a bunch of times after that, but that kind of didn't count because, like, when you first blood somebody, you already have an advantage, and then my support saw that I got a first blood, so they just like started camping mid to try to tilt him. But <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, Jim, how was your weekend, Dota? Uh, it was pretty good. I don't, I don't. I didn't play much this week, but the previous week I played quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just had more opportunities to play. And I'm an Arc Warden player now. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, hello, Rex Kyle. Because you play disgusting heroes, but still a bit disgusting. Oh, eh. <laughs> yeah. The, the the tale will get more disgusting as I continue. But um, yeah. So like, Arc Warden seemed pretty cool lately. Uh, he had like a big win rate bump, and I've been talking a lot about it with uh, folks on. Our Discord and Discord for America's second favorite Dota podcast, and <laughs> like we were, I stacked with some people, and uh, mid looked like I was going to be playing mid, so I'm like, ah, oh, let me try Arc Warden, um, and it was super fun. It worked really well. Uh, I did this build from AHW on the Fourth Spirit podcast, which is who? Sorry, AHW. He's oh he's not on their podcast he's on like he's in their Discord okay he's like an Arc Warden spammer and he asserts that the best Arc Warden build uh, is just Wraith Bands Treads Drums Maelstrom MKB hmm um, and just right click people uh, because everyone just does like the double Midas um, and then bots and you don't do anything for like twenty minutes yeah uh, and as much as I love just farming and not doing anything uh, for the entire game. I did the the right clicky one and it was super good. Like I, I'd never played the hero before, so the whole time I'm like, I think I'm pretty strong, guys. Let's get into a fight. Like, I think I'm strong. And then uh like once I got the MKB, the the opposing team had a faceless void. And uh like he got me in it once and Bob was playing Warlock, and so he just like every time there was a chronosphere, he just dropped the rock right into the chronosphere. Very good. Nice. Yeah, it was just really good. He was so on point. Um, but then one time there was a chronosphere that caught like three people, including Bob, but not me. Mm. And like, I just like doubled and bubbled myself. And double and bubble. The, double, yeah. bubble, boil, and trouble. The Faces Void's health bar was gone with like three <laughs> seconds left on chronosphere. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it was wild. Um, and I didn't even farm that fast. Like, we had like a position one LC. Mm-hmm. Um, and he outfarmed me Damn. because I guess like without the Midas, without the double Midas and the bots, like you don't farm quite as fast. Yeah. I'm sure I was not efficient. I mean, but like Monkey King, I bots, just killed like, everyone. Everybody, there's a reason everybody buys this item nowadays. It, like the damage output you get from like that four thousand, what five hundred gold or something, is just insane compared to other items. Yeah, and like yeah, you know, everybody does like 
you know, oh, you could have two, uh, you know, orchids or two uh, hexes or something, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what if you had two monkey king bars? <laughs> Double bash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like two maelstroms. Um, and he's like a pretty good right clicker anyway. Uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It just like shredded people like way faster than I th- like the the power spike that HW told me to expect was uh, way more than I expected even. Mm. So that was a lot of fun. Then the next game, here's where it gets more disgusting. Um, I want to play Arc Warden again. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll play Arc Warden again. I think this is me. Uh, I go mid, and then f- the other team fourth picks Arc Warden. Hmm. So I alt-tab to Dota buff to see what was Arc Warden's worst matchup. What a try-hot <laughs> you are. Jesus. Yeah. And Arc Warden's worst matchup is Broodmother. Ooh, that's dirty. Um, so I picked Broodmother, uh, and at 11 minutes and 30 seconds, I was attacking their tier 3 mid. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Warden just died twice and, like, was not on the map for the rest of the game. Um, And I just, like, was dodging four heroes mid the whole time while Greg farmed on a Battle Fury Jug. uh, (laughs) Easy game. It was... Oh, it was ridiculous. It was so... It seems really good, because your small spiders, um, the RNG of the Wraith, like, hitting your real hero is really low if you've got, like, five spiders around you. And then the Q is also completely useless on you, because you always have, like, allies with you. Yeah, and your melee, so you get in the bubble. Yeah. And like, if you see the wraiths, you just move the spiders at the wraith. Exactly. First, you know. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty he good. just has no way to stop the spider army, uh, and like none of their team did either. It was pretty gross. <laughs> um, I think I like. I hope he. I, I think I tipped the battle plus points. You know, <laughs> you know what I don't get about Arc Warden? How does he have three point strength gain? I don't know. He's like three point strength gain. Yeah, he's such. He's good so frail. Game. If you look at him, he's so like. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got he's just like energy, twiggy little out. legs. He gains like five pounds of muscle every time he uses his ultimate. He's wiry. He's a wiry lad. <laughs> yeah, he's twenty-five base strength, three per level. Yeah, it's really he's amazing. He has stats. better strength gain than most strength heroes. And he's in. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he's agility, right? Yeah, he's, he's agility. Yeah. So in like range, he's and like the honestly, I mean, if you wanted to do like double hex, double necro three or some nonsense, like you could do that and it'd be hard to do. Yeah. But the right click build is really not hard to micro either. True. Yeah, yeah. And I saved. I generally saved my doubles for fights. Not. Um. Or or pushes, so I wasn't like farming as efficiently as possible, like mm-hmm. with those crazy like send the double off to camps or whatever. So. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, you still it was, won. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. It. Yeah, and we just like destroyed them. Um, so I definitely want to play Arc Warden more. He was super fun. And also, I'm still undefeated on Wraith King in pubs. I mean, he's <laughs> such a stupidly easy hero, man. Oh my god, it's so easy. <laughs> it really is the dumbest hero. Yeah, for sure. Which I'm happy to... to... So I got five... Uh, I harvested five bones toward my Arcana. Very cool. How many, how many bones do you need to harvest? 95 more. Oh, yikes. I'm at 98. Goodness. I guess I killed everyone once. That's pretty cool. They're all common heroes, though. Like I was hoping for some weird stuff, but no, no luck. Okay, I don't know what this uh, is. This to unlock the alternate style? Yeah, he like uh, becomes. I don't red? use the whole thing. Yeah, like his head becomes red and glowy. Hmm. 
Are you mad at all that they're just using the old model for Skeleton King? It's not the old model, I think. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, it's still a skeleton, but I don't think they... I'm pretty sure they remade the model. Because it looks... Probably. I think that the cape is the same as the old one. Maybe. But, like, the model itself, the like, his ribcage and his bones, it looks way, way, way better, like, uh, aesthetically than the old actual Wraith King did. That's probably true. Like, his old bones, they were, like, very... They were, like, much more yellow. <laughs> they were and pixelated. And pixelated, yeah. <laughs> like, more flink. I guess I only think about his face. And face yeah. looks the same. I mean, you can't really add that much, like, emotion or, like, I don't know, individuality to school, I feel like. Yeah, that game we played, though, when I did play Wraith King, it was, like, I think it was a five-stack, maybe a four-stack. We just all had stuns. Stuns are good. And, yeah, like, you're reminded, like, because we're, we like, Dota, right? So we all play, like, we'll play, like, a five-stack of weird supports, um, and it, like, never works. But, like, once you pick a team of just, like, easy heroes with stuns, you just, like, walk down all the yeah, lanes and kill Yeah, Dota B2 becomes so a very easy, easy game. Yeah, my cousin always used to say, like, you just look at the lineups and who has more stuns and they're probably going to win. <laughs> like, even at, like, High Immortal. And, like, lo and behold, at uh, true. Crusader it works as well. Cool. So, so let's move on to the news. <laughs> As always, hats before strats. Yes. Yes. We got the Wind Ranger, Arcana. Uh, Arian, you have it already. Yes, I do have it already, actually. I will have it shortly. Charlene, maybe? No, I'm, I no. haven't been buying any levels. You think you can grind up 300 levels in the next week and a half? Uh, I could try. <laughs> it's probably not healthy. Nice. Um, what do you think, uh, Charlene? What's your first impression on the Compass of the Rising Gale bundle? I'm sure it's just um, what's the word I want? Not denial. Maybe denial or what? What's the word that for people who want to like argue away something because they don't have it? Is there a word for that? <laughs> Germans must have a word for that, Aaron. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we have a word, uh, but I can't translate it into English. Uh, Can you say it in German? Yeah, just say no. it in German. Why not? <laughs> Wait, what, what, oh, it's why? like Schadenfreude. It's like everyone's favorite German word in America. <laughs> we love this stuff. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, a um, little boy's being shy. I'm sure it's just the the word that uh, that exists in German, but not in English. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I look at it, I'm like, it's fine, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> like I can appreciate that the model is a lot better, but I don't like the cartoony face. I don't know. Something I always liked okay. about Dota was just how unapologetically real the humanoid characters are and this one's very cartoony like i mean does it eyes. look like that much more unreal than the normal face of wind ranger i guess her eyes are pretty big for her it's, head yeah it's it's very like disney and and i felt the same with dark willow's like latest set hmm. with the cat and stuff 
I don't oh, know. Yeah. I just don't like the aesthetic of like current female oriented heroes. Yeah, I mean they're trying to move more towards like mass market appeal, which is why they're making all the female characters more and more unrealistic. Yeah. So that aspect I don't like, but everything else is like they did a great job yeah, putting sure. in all the effects and everything. So I'm glad Dota's not a dead game. Nice. Valve cares. LOL. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> not this, yeah. Allegedly. I'm not getting people to spend battle pass points. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, uh, what, do you, Arian, what do you guys think? Yeah, you, you play Wind Ranger, Arian. You yeah, think? I mean, I've played Wind Ranger more back when her invis talent was at level 20 because I loved. I mean, I know I tilted you in some of those games for sure because I love just like running around at 800 movement speed invis permanently with the eggs, but. I haven't played her as much anymore after they changed that to level 25. Still, I played a couple games with the Arcana. Um, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of the Arcana. Um, after this battle pass, I think I can... I mean, it's very clear nowadays the like quality difference that you can expect between an Arcana and a Persona. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people maybe were... Not very disappointed with the AM persona because they kind of expected Aquana level of effects and quality, but it was a persona's. Mm. Uh, but this one, I mean, you see obviously why it's an Aquana. Like, it's got a million effects, it's got a custom effect on every single skill of Wind Ranger. Um, yeah, but it's and they're not like understated, they're very, very huge, especially the focus fire effect. I feel like that one's actually kind of pay to lose because it's like. It's just like a million gusts of wind around you as soon as you press focus fire. A lot of the times in team fights, <laughs> I feel like you kind of just like want to get your damage off and have nobody focus you and being like a giant glowy thing that shoots a million arrows because for every arrow that you actually hit physically, um, that's like 400 animated ones with this arcana. So <laughs> um, yeah. probably pay to lose, to be honest, but I'll still use it. Who cares? Uh, it looks very nice. Uh the wind run animations look cool. Um, the W looks very nice, and so does the Q. Um, I think it, like, I like when you com can combo the Arcana with the Immortals. Um, and it yeah. kind of works. So with this one, I'm using the Immortal Bow and the Immortal Cape. The color, I mean, the color doesn't look that good, to be honest, because the Immortals are very bright yellow, oh and... God. Her outfit is like very dark uh, green. Sorry, I meant green. Uh, I can't even like if you don't think the colors look good together. I can't even imagine what it looks like. <laughs> it looks pretty bad to be honest, but <laughs> it's still the effects combo pretty nicely, which is mostly what I was yeah. after. And it's not that noticeable from the like bird's eye view. But what I couldn't bring myself to use it with because I might have actually bought it now uh, if it worked well with it. The Phoenix which is arguably, like, one of the best immortals Bird. in the game. The Phoenix yeah. ball, it, you, you, can't, you, you just can't use it together. Like, the outfit, not only does it ruin the color composition, it also clips super bad with the model and with the outfit. <laughs> Wait, Arian, you have appreciation for color composition? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like. I mean, I know I always get flamed for my, uh, you know, for my color composition. Your storm spirit. On my heroes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, on the ones that you guys hate, it's like, okay, it's not always, it's not the same color, right? But it's almost always like rainbow colors. It's a lot of different colors. It looks like a Christmas tree. It's not just like an ugly composition. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I know you sure. both disagree with that. You don't have to act like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is there a German word for that? <laughs> <laughs> It probably translates to pretending or something like that. You don't have to pretend that uh, you like my, you know, color composition. But in my opinion, they're pretty good. And this Wind Ranger one, it's one of the better ones for sure. It's not. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still use the Immortals, definitely. But honestly, even the, like, items that came in the bundle, they're pretty nice. Especially the draw, the, like, drawing animation of the, bro, uh, of the bow yeah. is very pronounced and very good. Yeah, big fan of that. Yeah, I like that. How does the uh, shoulder bird work with the second style? Uh, um, which you have to do two and a half million focus fire damage, yeah, so which is, like, 200 games. That's, that's wild. That's a lot of damage. But... Um, well, yeah. it works way better with the color, but the clipping issues are still there. Because mm. the style just changed mm. the colors. So okay. they got to fix it up for sure at some point. Uh, either give a style with the, where it's just the bird sitting on your you know, shoulder, or they just remove the clipping and then people will have to wait for the second style until it looks good with that immortal. I'm sure they will. It's just like they fixed the Lena. Uh, Archon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they did actually do that with Jug, right? Because it was blue and people were Yeah, like, but I think that was just people uh, complaining. That wasn't uh, that wasn't just people being mad that it didn't fit with a particular item. But there were instances, for example, with one Rubik shoulder piece, I believe, where they did add second styles. So it's definitely something that Valve does. Oh, yeah. You're right, the Rubik shoulder they did. Yeah. Right. And I mean, this bird, it's like 30 bucks or something. So people are going to be mad that they can't use this with the Arcana. And they are, if you've checked Reddit in the past two days. Oh, the uh, the bird the, uh, was also, actually like, one, way more expensive you know, I'm not, not too long ago. I think feet are kind of weird, right? So I think they should have put shoes on Wind Ranger mm. with that Arcana. I don't like that she's not wearing shoes. Like it's It's like clouded in wispy white yeah, stuff though you can't even see that's it the, that's, the, that's that wispy white stuff like save her from like stepping on a rusty nail in the battlefield I don't think so no but isn't it like a thing that like nature people don't wear shoes like Legolas going oh through my the, God. the snow and the mountain right? yeah yeah in my high school I had a guy who didn't wear shoes he was like a nature guy he was like two classes above me and he was infamous <laughs> because our public bathrooms they were super disgusting. Like, just urine and everything else, like wet toilet paper on the floor. It smelled super bad. And that guy, he didn't care, man. He went there barefoot every day, four times a day. I mean, I can't. Yeah, super disgusting. <laughs> next, up, next up on the news, um, <laughs> we're going we to talk about money. Oh, yes. So you're going to be you're you're probably majoring in like uh, finance, uh, international finance no, or something. I would never. I would never become an investment banker. Don't worry. You're going to, you're going to go be at Deutsche Bank. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, they worked with Jeffrey Epstein. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they gave the Deutsche Bank. They gave a lot of loans to Jeffrey Epstein. Don't don't forget that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Noted. Um. So there's a lot of money. That they raised uh, through this battle yes. pass. More than, oh, we, we, what, like 75 million pure profit? Yeah, we somehow exceeded the uh, TI, past TI prize pool without even a TI. <laughs> um, and so uh, no one knows where this money's going. Uh, but Valve did put out an update on competitive scene. 
on the blog uh, where they detailed a couple things that they're doing. Um, they're going to set up, you know, they suspended DPC. They're going to work with third-party organizers to set up some more things and then probably have TI in Stockholm next summer. Yeah. So um, TI this year. Right. And they suggest, I think it was suggested somewhere in this that like, some of the money will support the third-party organizers and the other tournaments. Yeah, yeah, they said that. But who knows how much that bit. I mean, for sure, I feel like yeah. this post, it was much more of a reaction to things going on in the community uh, than a, like, proactive thing where they actually want to sort stuff out. Because I'm not sure how, in, how, like, you've, how much you've checked, like, Twitter and Reddit in the past, like, two years. But the community was going pretty crazy in the past two weeks because... After this Omega League, which ended yesterday, um, there's not a sing. I mean, there was like not a single tournament announced until like two days ago when they announced a new season of the uh, BTS Pro Series. But apart from that, like nobody basically knew how Professional Dota 2 was going to continue after the Omega League. So talent was getting really anxious because, you know, it's their livelihood. They depend on getting talent fees, yeah. stuff like that. Um it's not a very high-paying job in general to be a Dota 2 talent. Uh, there's, like, no sick pay, no... It's, like, there's a lot of competition between talents price-wise, and tournament organizers very often just uh, try to get talent to undercut each other, to work for cheaper and stuff like that. It's a very... It's very rough up there. So talent, they're already in a very precarious position with a normal DPC going on. But now there's no DPC and, like, no real tournaments after the Omega League, so people were getting anxious, and that kind of spilled over, and streamers who restream the tournaments getting attacked, which I get why you would do it. I don't think it's very... Um, I don't think it really serves the purpose that you're trying to do, because ultimately it's for sure unethical, I feel like, to restream the games, especially in times like these, when viewership isn't that good anymore because of COVID and stuff like right. that, but... It's not illegal, so what are you going to do? You can't really g get them any repercussions or stuff like that. And, you know, some streamers, for example, Bulldog, um, he's, like, he's part owner of Alliance, and he's very, like, financially involved with Alliance, right? So he didn't stream ah. any Omega League games because, as you know, in the Omega League, there was a revenue share agreement because the impulse to found the tournament kind of came from the teams, not from tournament organizers. So, you know, like... Alliance would take a financial hit if we restreamed this game. So they just like forbade it from then. And Gorg also had that for a long time. But or as you know, he recently parted ways with OG again. So he was uh, free to restream this game. Yeah. So he got a lot of shit from uh, some casters from the Omega League. There was a lot of drama that I didn't want to go into. But yeah, it kind of spilled over in that. But in my opinion, that's kind of just the symptom of there basically being zero security in the scene right now. I mean... We've seen a lot of, especially NA organizations, drop their Dota 2 rosters. For example, Forward Gaming disbanded entirely the organization. Uh, mm. Chaos Esports, formerly uh, Digital Chaos, they they still exist, but they got rid of their Dota 2 roster because it's very expensive. Oh, wow. And then also recently a Southeast Asian team, GeekFam, they were like top three in Southeast Asia for sure, uh, they also disbanded their roster. So we're starting to see a lot of teams for for sure. Just like for when two years ago, when the DPC became much more professionalized, we saw a lot of like tier two tournament organizers die. 
Um, now we're seeing a lot of teams like uh, get disbanded and stuff like that, which is obviously something to be worried about. Um, so yeah, Valve basically did this post and I feel like the first two paragraphs were kind of useless. It was just like recounting information that we already know. Like they just retold the story of how they had to cancel the DPC and postpone TI and stuff like that. Right, right. But the main takeaways from this post are that they're going to financially support uh, third-party tournament organizers to have, still have like big tournaments for the rest of the year, which I think is very, very called for because um, they just made 75 million. And it's very important to support these tournament organizers because doing tournaments, it's not that, it's not, it's not even remotely as profitable as you think because there's so much overhead involved. Uh, yeah, and then obviously uh, they also said that it's pretty clear now that TI is just canceled this year and we're going to continue next year where we left off, basically. But right. the biggest takeaway, I feel like, is the streaming rights because that's actually a very big concession. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. That's yeah. a very big concession towards tournament organizers and I'm very happy they did this. So from their statement, starting September 15th, um, the Dota license, I'll just read from this, the Dota license will be updated to reflect the following. Organizers that run Dota 2 tournaments will have to provide community streamers with a reasonable and simple to execute set of non-monetary requirements, such as displaying the organizer's sponsors on their streams or having a slight delay on their games. Community streamers will be able to use the Dota TV feed in their broadcast as long as they agree to those requirements. So this is a pretty big step because it's way easier to sell sponsors uh, if they know that their sponsorship is gonna be on every stream of the tournament. Um, because the issue is not as much just people streaming it because they don't care where, like, who watches it where. They just care that their sponsorship is on there. And if you can, if a tournament organizer can guarantee to a sponsor that even if it, like community streamers stream the tournament, uh, they're still gonna have their... Uh, branding and stuff uh, like that on there and they can actually enforce it because it's now ruled by Valve. Um, that's very nice for signing sponsors and for the like monetary uh, health of the scene, basically, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that was a pretty clever solution to just essentially let tournament organizers, like this lets tournament organizers count third-party streams toward their viewership numbers because they know they're getting the eyeballs on their sponsors. Exactly. Yeah, that's also very important. So if you wanted to watch Bulldog stream something instead of professional casters, you can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Bulldog didn't stream any of these, but the two biggest... Yeah, right, right, but the idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The two biggest people who streamed the, these tournaments were like Gork and Bulldog. And I've, when it's the finals, it's not that big of a deal because the finals has like 10K, at 100K, I mean, and then like Gork also is 10K. But especially during the like lower tier... Uh, immortal bracket matches um he was pulling like a quarter of their viewership which is crazy to think about because there's like yeah. hundreds of people involved in the omega league broadcast and one guy like just sitting in his room streaming is pulling 25 percent of the viewership <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you know i get that only around like maybe like three or 4k are there for the game and the rest are just there for a streamer but i think my point still stands to be honest I agree. Charlene, do you have any thoughts on uh, this stuff? Nope. <laughs> All right. Then, okay, so you, you said you watched some of Omega League. So let's switch to our Omega League coverage and uh, get your feedback on, on what you saw and 
Oh, uh, I mean, I I just that. watched a few secret. Was it even secret games? Um, yeah, I I just watched like some YouTube highlight games mm-hmm. uh, and just saw that secret was dominating. I saw. Zai be super flexible, playing a lot of different heroes. Um, And it just seems like their drafts were always so good. Yeah, for sure. Like, I didn't really watch all the games. I would kind of, yeah, glance through them. And just looking at their drafts, they always just seem so, like, easy to execute and well thought out. And I'm like, how does this even happen? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, yesterday yeah. they countered Troll with OD, which was very genius. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah, they're willing to pick, like, different heroes. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Team Secrets is definitely, I mean, I think everybody knows it, how dominant Team Secrets has been. In this tournament alone, they didn't drop a single match, uh, and they only dropped two games, one against OG and one <laughs> against Liquid. So that's, like, the baseline. But I I wrote an article about this uh, this morning, so <laughs> I have you some stats article. for you guys, actually. <laughs> so nice, yeah, awesome. They're on a 12-match win streak right now, and that's not even remotely their, like, longest win streak. Their longest win streak was also in 2020, and it was, like, 18 games or something crazy like that. And in, in 2020, guess the win rate that Team Secret had in official matches this year. Ooh. Uh, 75%. Close. 76%. It's actually 82%. <laughs> which is insane for That's a professional insane. team. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess like not having a TI kind of benefited them because this year they like the, the, the <laughs> like, this is where Secret Chokes tournament just straight up didn't happen. Right. That's yeah. probably why the form is so They're good. like, oh, no TI? Okay, we don't have to choke <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it, like, they're, to be honest, they're just making every other team look like a choke at this point. Um, like, I'm pretty sure they didn't even, like, try in a lot of their group stage matches against the lower tier teams, and they still won really easily. Oh, I bet, yeah. So, yeah, um, Team Secret definitely on top. Directly after that, though, OG. I didn't expect that one. Um, this is one of the best like tournament finishes OG had after their TI wins, uh, I believe. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know they got three old by Secret, but I don't think there's a shame in getting three old by Secret, um, even though the third game lasted 22 minutes, which was pretty. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say their first game looked like they were actually doing well in yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, they did really well in the first. First game, game was really good. Yeah, that was it was a very competitive I mean, game. It could have gone either way. They even they took a game of Secret in the upper bracket finals, which is uh, very very impressive because like Secret almost didn't yeah. lose a single game the tournament. Um, but yeah, OG's looking really good. They obviously got Seb again in the off lane, uh, who replaced Sumail. Not on the off lane, but they did a bit shuffle around, and then third place team Nigma. They look really good even without Kuro. Um, you can definitely see that. Yeah. I mean, everybody says it every time, even though Kuro is like the uh, like captain, and everybody attributes their success to him. But you can see that there's truth in it when people say like, "Hey, uh, it's not only Kuro. There's like four star players on this team outside of Kuro." Because like, they had a, like, I mean, it's not a random guy who subbed in. It's, like, their coach. But they're still looking really right. good, and they're beating very good teams. Yeah, that team is, is uh, in in my opinion, Miracle and GH. Yeah, for sure. For like, sure. GH just, like, has, like, the third most farm out of all ten players. Yeah. 
Um, also, <laughs> we, just, like, I mean, we had, you know, he gets a lot of flame, but his bad rider, it actually reminds me a lot of my bad rider. He like just never. Yeah, I was actually gonna say that. <laughs> he, I mean, the difference is he plays it at a pro level. I don't, but he always like he never, you know, farms. He always just makes space for miracle. And if you're playing with miracle, that's yeah. actually a good strat. Um, so yeah, he, his bad rider's looking really good. I like his play. Should get some cues from him probably. <laughs> Yeah, he plays like an Aryan style of me. <laughs> Just run around, kill people, and then feed. Maybe they'll let me. <laughs> they might. You never know. He has an emblem, though. You gotta get an emblem. He has an emblem? The little like the, circle the big... thing under your hero? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a bit expensive. You have insanely yeah. good luck, though. Just just keep opening true, some treasures. True. I got really good luck with treasures this year. We'll see. I love that. Yeah, I was watching. I saw Arteezy playing with Terrorblade, and he changed the the prismatic gem in his Terrorblade Arcana to match to match EG's new branding. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, oh my god! I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised actually if uh, like EG players they're like contractually obliged to do that stuff. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Actually, that. speaking of G- EG, how you as a you know NA a resident NA Dota player, Jim. Uh, how yeah. how do you think EG has performed in this tournament? Um, okay, so it basically like it's the first tournament with Ramses, uh, so he's kind of getting his feet under him. Um, he played pretty, he played very well in a couple of games, and that's great. Another, it's all right, they're learning to play together again. Um, but I mean, GPK, I'm sure is a great player, uh, but like Abed is like one of the best players in the mm. world, and GPK plays like three heroes um and so like it seemed like they were just like forcing him into uh like ember spirit or void spirit yeah or storm spirit like he plays the spirits and spirit. that's it, basically yeah and like there were games with his ember i was like all right cool what does ember do in this game and uh I, my prediction was correct it was nothing <laughs> and like so like the whole team anyway they just play like the arteezy pub strat yeah we're like Arteezy goes out and farms and just feeds over and over again because he keeps getting caught out. But it doesn't matter because the 30 minutes he has more than anyone else and they just win. Interesting. Um, but then, like, the tier one teams just push everything down in that time period yeah. and they beat them. So, like, you know, OG and Secret just, like, pick, like, uh, Leshrac. I think Secret picked against them. Um like Pugna and I mean, stuff like that, and they just push down all the towers, and then there's no map for Arteezy to get caught on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like they've 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 been looking decent. I wouldn't say they're like up to the like high tier EU teams right now. Um, no, but I don't not. think any NA team is right now. Uh, like, I mean, they made upper bracket where they immediately got tooled by Secret, but hey, welcome to the club. That's like every team right now. So yeah, exactly. no shame in that. But then. Losing to Alliance in that tournament, uh, kind of questionable because Alliance has been looking pretty bad this tournament. Um, but you know what happens. Alliance is still a good team. One thing I was really curious about, like every time Arteezy played Terrorblade, he almost never thundered his enemies. He always thundered his support. Huh. So that, I don't know, that was something that struck me as pretty odd because, I mean, I'm not a pro player, right? I'm sure he knows more than I do, but... In some situations, I don't know, it looked like you could just like walk up to the troll and thunder him instead of your own support. But hey, who am I, man? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the issue was like when if 
when if they get Abed back. Um, and I still go back to that time when I was talking to Bayluck. He was watching pro players play. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm watching so-and-so, and this guy makes some mistakes that I wouldn't make. He does a lot of plays I wouldn't make, but, you know, I can see these mistakes. And I'm like, oh, what about Abed? Abed's in the game. He's like, no, he's perfect. <laughs> Uh, and he was like, right? He was the first 10k, the first 11k. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, so if they got Abed back and they played, I think they can get up to like that tier 1.5 with like OG, yeah, Enigma, yeah. But I think it's Seeker's definitely tier one. And like the the games against Alliance, I think I watched them. Um, they were like, EG was winning in the EG sense of like, okay, I think they'll win team fights now, and like they you know they have a net worth lead and and they have some chance to win. But then it's like a late game team fight, and they lose in the late game. Sometimes team fights just end up winning the game, yeah. no matter what happens. And I, I, I feel like that definitely happened in one of the alliance. Games. I mean, I'd agree with that. I was like, oh, I think EG's going to win. Then it was like, oh, they lost. The I base. definitely agree with the like tier one point five assessment. They could probably make that. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, though, did you see the Team Nigma game against Alliance where the Throne survived for forty HP? No, I missed oh, that. That one. was insane. So it was game let me check. Yeah, it was game one in the lower bracket. So an elimination game. Miracle was playing Arc One, which I, I don't particularly like Miracle on Arc One, but he won some games with it. So I guess it's still good. So Alliance was pushing the enemy ancient, um, with like Morphling, Storm, Prophet, Chen, Venge. So they had a lot of tower damage. And they got the ancient to forty HP. Um and then Miracle just put a bubble on it, and they started fighting them. And they were doing pretty well, but Miracle just spammed bubble like four times in a row. And Alliance, they didn't fight them. They just wanted to end. So it was like Nico Baby just hitting the Ancient for 20 seconds uh, while the bubble just evades all the damage. So they <laughs> wiped the entire team of Alliance while their Ancient was at like 40 HP. Then the entire team of Alliance bought back charged at the throne, they all got wiped again because Miracle just put the damn bubble <laughs> on there with 40 HP, and, you know, they wiped them again and Team Nygma won the game. It was actually <laughs> insane. That was uh, such a clutch play, for sure. Like, I'm sure if I was in that game as Ark Warden, I would have just, like... Because if you fat finger one bubble, like, the game's just over. So I I'm pretty sure that would have happened to me. Yeah, bubble usage is, like, the the thing that separates like noobs like me and actual arc warden yeah, players for sure it's so I mean, good it's but you just have to know how to do it it's kind of imba on the ancient i feel like because the bubble it's not that big right so if it's on a tower or something you can just like get into the bubble and hit the tower of course you're gonna get in more danger but that's what you have to do on the ancient you literally can't like you can't just like walk into the ancient into the bubble because the ancient is so big but it has to be like it has to be like pixel perfect though on the ancient right? yeah 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 so but i mean it's miracles so obviously he got the pixel perfect <laughs> one <laughs> he can do that it's not a big it's issue for him, for him. <laughs> i remember when when arc Warden first came out i was playing a competitive match in like 82l or something with uh, Sam and some people. We were up against an Arc Warden. He kept bubbling the Tier 3. We couldn't take high ground because we didn't know how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a week after. It was like the, like the patch the Arc Warden was added to Captain's Mode. We're like, what the hell? Nice. Uh, Jim, what about the Tiny Watch this 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 tournament? Oh, yeah. Tiny Watch. Um, there's not a lot. Uh, there's no like obviously bad hero. Um, How did Tiny do? There were a couple of heroes. I saw him picked a couple times. Ti 
He was picked a lot, but he was like 50%. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, pretty average win rate. Like, most people play him as a four, uh, except OG, who play him mid with Thompson. Mm. Um, but, like, Thompson just wins with everything, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so, Snapfire had a 34% win rate on 50 picks. And then there were a couple heroes that had, like, 70 picks, which is probably about 20% of games, 25% mm. of games. Um, and only a 40% win rate. So, Quop, Spectre, Ench, and Grimstroke were not Damn. great. I mean, everybody's hyping think... up Spectre, so I'm kind of surprised by that one. But I get why Quop might have a bad win rate in pro games. She's so squishy. Yeah, I think Spectre, like, pro teams are just coordinated, coordinated enough um, to deal yeah. with it. It seems like it was Sven's uh, tournament and Phoenix. For sure. Phoenix did really well, but I do want to point out 100% win rate for Lone Druid. Um, though the only people who played Lone Druid were Koikva and Matamba Man, the two best Lone Druid players <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and it was in small sample yeah. size. But, you know, when you sort by like, you know, uh, win rate descending, there's a whole bunch of heroes, like one game, and then Lone Druid, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, never mind. It's just those two guys, probably last picked in perfect games. Um, no one else is willing to play that hero. But that was kind of it. It was just, uh, I mean, it looked like the balance was pretty good. I mean, I was definitely tired of Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, he just, like, got first picked almost every game. Like, people don't, at least pros don't care what, like, they pick it into. Right. It does, yeah, like, they, you'll just first pick Phoenix in, in every yeah. match. Any combos with a bunch of good stuff. I, again, like, this Bloodseeker offlane thing. Which is cool because remember when like Blood Seeker was redone? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my god, this hero is totally dead. I mean, I. But it was just like, oh no, you actually just play him completely differently. Obviously, they did buff him, but like, you just play him completely yeah. differently. I mean, oh, it, it okay. actually, I was like a hater. I was like, okay, Zai can do it, but nobody else can do it. Um, but yesterday, I played two games with Ursi. He played uh, Offlane Blood Seeker in both mm -hmm. games, and he owned both games. It was super strong. Um, so what we talked about yesterday was that his blood ride, its mana cost is kind of too low for what it does. So it's a yeah. three-second silence scaling up to six seconds, and it does 120 damage scaling up to 300. At level one, it costs... Pure. Yeah, pure damage. At level one, it costs 70 mana, and it only scales up to 100. So, like, yeah. Bloodseeker, he doesn't have a ton of mana, but he has, like, I don't know, like, seven casts of the blood rate in lane, and then... <laughs> That you know you get some region, so it's 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 very good for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. It was it was cool to see them bust that out, and then a bunch of other people, and then the Elder Titan was cool too. I'm excited to see what pros do with Elder Titan. Yeah, also. yeah, the briefcase. Yeah, Seb played it, and uh, and Zai played it. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, Charlene? Mm, I saw Neil play it, and it it went well. No, what nice. did Neil build? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I just think that Elder Titan is uh, it's it's one of those heroes that you don't really think about that's always just kind of been there who's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, do we remember sure. when uh, Pro started just playing Tusk and everyone was like, wow, Tusk is so good, but nothing ever changed about Tusk? Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about Elder Titan. I mean, he's like, I just remember him hard countering Morphling really hard. I mean, he yes. counters any agi core. Yeah, for sure. 
He's a he's a good hero. Yeah, I mean, I guess he'd hard counter. Yeah, Terrorblade, Morphling, a lot of popular characters yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. Noobs ask noobs. Let's get to everyone's favorite segment, folks. Uh, Digital Nick asks, what is your best memory that Dota has given you? Either in-game or something that Dota has caused to happen. Oh, easy. <laughs> oh, what's that, Charlene? <laughs> Meeting Bay. True. Oh, That's pretty yeah. Easy. Yeah. Do- Dota I caused think we probably, me I think we probably to all agree have on that. My, my marriage. Nice. Yeah. Cool. How are you, you going to follow that up? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the best like real-life memory, I guess it would be like the NA trip where I met all the Dota lads. Um, yeah. But the best in-game memory, probably beating Team Tempest. That was very euphoric. <laughs> like beating <laughs> Team Tempest with my like 2K shit stack. That was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Dota's given me a lot of memories. Obviously, the Philly stuff. Um, I'll go back to... Also looking at WLDL, but somewhat indirectly, the family party I was at where I overheard my cousin talking about going to TI, mm. and I didn't even know he played Dota, and I heard him explain to someone else what TI was. I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and then that's then he joined our WLDL oh, team. Oh, so you're more better of course. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Like, he was just like, I never met this guy because he grew up in Michigan. And then lo and behold. He plays with our TZ. Um, <laughs> Yeah, lo and behold, he knows Ice Frog. Uh, Digital Nick also asks, what do you think about Dota Plus shards? Uh, he says, most people I know have hundreds of thousands but don't want to spend them because there's nothing much worth buying. Do you think people should be able to spend them on immortal stuff, for example? Oh. Uh, I don't play that much, so I don't have that many shards, and I spend them on uh, relics oh. for my heroes. So I'm always low. Well, How many do you have? I right now I have 42k, um, which is not that much to be honest compared to most people. But I'm at the stage where I have most, if not all, of the like exclusive sets that I want, and the ones that I don't yet have, I have better cosmetics for those heroes anyway. So you know, I'll just also I guess save my shards and wait for new set drops, which should be soon. Honestly, they uh, don't they like always do a. Like spring cleaning update after TI, so you know should be time after Treasure Three, of course. Yeah. <laughs> after the winter, <laughs> should. Um, uh, Charlene, how many shards do you have? I I don't even know, but I didn't renew my Dota Plus thing. <gasps> so I mean, I I can't blame anybody for that. Uh, it's not that worth anymore, to be honest. It really isn't. Yeah, there's really little to it. Uh, yeah. I still do because whatever, but. I like treadmills. <laughs> the treadmill, <laughs> but I do miss the the random little um, voice lines I can do, or not voice lines. Uh, party horn. Oh, I always yeah. used to do party horn, and now I can't party horn anymore. Actually, I have one more thing about the shots. So, I feel like what most people don't use, what well, you should do more is, if you go to the tools section of the plus rewards, there's a lot of useful items. Like you can add gem sockets, yeah. there's description tags and name tags, and they're only 1k shards each. So that's like a lot of useful stuff to spend your shards on if you have too many. That's true. I've renamed like almost all my 
like summonable <laughs> hero cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. Just like drop 100k shards on name tags and then have every item in your inventory named. Yeah, like my, my warlock golem is called John Arbuckle. I don't remember why. Uh, and I, na- I renamed the dog for Beastmaster Roxy after my <laughs> I enjoy uh-huh. I enjoy the name tags. I spent way too many Dota Plus shards on name tags. Nice. Salty Persian asks, what heroes would put pineapple on pizza? Yeah. Uh, I would say, of course, techies. Um, but seriously, some people do enjoy it. I think it's like a it's like a Pacific Islander thing, right? Like Hawaii. Yeah. Don't you so, dare! I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where pineapples are. Yeah, grown. but not pizza. I, I'm pretty sure pizza's um, grown in Italy. Hawaiian pizza was invented by a Canadian. What was it? It was. This is like all of your worlds coming together. I mean, this, it, I'm pretty sure that's a lie, Charlene. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, it, pizza yeah, was invented yeah. in Italy. No, 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 pineapple pizza. Oh, like, pineapple pizza. Uh, pizza maybe. with, yeah, pizza with pineapples on it. The man who invented Hawaiian pizza, setting off one of the biggest debates in food, died on. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, that's boy. not what I wanted. He's dead. He He's choked dead. on the pineapple. Hawaiian pizza. They got him. They got him. It was a Greek man by the name of Satirios Sam Panopoulos. His car exploded in front of an Italian restaurant. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Dora, he lived in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's your fault. He immigrated to Canada in 1954 at the age of 20, arriving in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mm. And oh, but then he settled in, in uh, Sudbury, Ontario. And then while he was there, he offered a um, typical American items such as burgers and fries, American Chinese dishes, <laughs> some of which mix sweet and savory flavors, which thus inspired the Hawaiian pizza. Cool. Nice. Um, I always wanted to know where that came from. Did you know that Döner kebab was uh Invented in Berlin, not in Turkey. Yeah, I did know that. Actually. I probably told you. Mm. I think I looked it up once. Yeah, you probably did tell me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like uh, chicken tikka masala was invented in London. Hmm, interesting. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's the official food of uh, England, I think. Official food of England? I thought the official yeah. food of England was beer. Nah. I think it's Sigma Sala. It should be. That should be the official food of all humans. But uh, so, which which hero is most Pacific Islander, Charlene? As a Pacific Islander, which hero is the most? Yeah. Gosh, I don't even know. Or I guess the most Greek or Atlantic province. Mm. Well, Greek Greek would be Zeus. That's true. Okay, so Zeus. Zeus invented... Well, uh, I have a different answer. Zeus pineapple. <laughs> I'll say Kunka. Right. Those Pacific Islanders have a very uh, strong and uh, you know prestigious naval tradition. So he might be. Okay, that's fair. I don't know why, but I, so like, who, who, I like the who idea of have? Axe. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? I like the idea of Axe being a chef with his big, big hands, but like delicately plating... <laughs> And placing pineapple on top of a pizza. That's a good one. And he has an apron. Yeah, so he has an apron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I like it. Dora the Destroyer asks, is a quick one. How do you like your eggs? I like my eggs scrambled well. Interesting. Charlene. Um, sunny side up, but not like... Uh, I, I do this thing that Bay taught me of like putting a little bit of water in the lid and then putting it over the eggs so that the steam like cooks the top of it. Wow. Too. It's very, very fancy. Advanced. Very nice. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming because when somebody asks this question in Germany, it's not how you like your like scrambled eggs prepared. It means if you just cook an egg, how long do you like it? Because, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on that. So for <coughs> me, it's inside like the inside part the yellow is still uh liquid but the rest should be solid yeah i'm not a big fan of you dip toast in no, it no no that's disgusting uh i'm not a big fan of uh having the like yellow part be solid it's just like it's it doesn't it doesn't taste fresh you know i know eggs don't taste particularly fresh but it just tastes too processed mm-hmm. in my opinion sure uh, Dora also asked a question about Dota. He says he hasn't been able to play for quite some time, but why is Darkseer suddenly powerful in pro matches, and would it translate into pubs as well? Interesting. Um, well, I think one of the factors is that so many agility carries are meta right now, where ball scales really well, because the damage uh, is way better if you use it on like a agility core than, like I don't know, an int core or something like that, because... Most in-cores don't actually do most of the damage with their normal attacks. They have, like, I don't know, uh, orb attack, like, only your silence or something like that. Um, but also, you know, mobility is uh, power in Dota, and he's a very mobile hero. And Vacuum got buffed. It's actually good right now. You know, minus one cool. Charlene, thoughts? Nope. I think Arian covered yeah. it. I think it's just the, the cores that are popular right now. He's good against them. Yeah, and everybody benefits from Surge, yes. casting Surge, Surge on is very nice. Tide. You could play Core Tidehunter if you wanted, uh, as OG showed us. Did they pair, did they pair it with Darkseer? Yeah, it was Darkseer. The three cores were Darkseer, Tidehunter, Ooh, Wisp. Very cool. And so Wisp tethered the Tide, and the Darkseer Surge <laughs> oh the Tide, God. and they're both running around. <laughs> yeah. That's a good combo. Yeah. Um, Dark asks what supports are good in sub 2k mmr um uh, i would draw on uh my earlier statements about the game with all the yeah, stuns and sure. just pick heroes with a bunch of stuns and, and crystal maiden because she has cc and gives yeah. everyone mana uh, i definitely agree so in that case like lion and shadow shaman are probably the best supports in low mmr or like one of those Lich. supports that's just like obscenely tanky, so like Spirit Break or something. What do you think, Charlene? You play support. Lich. All day, every day. Lich? I think Lich is really good. Yeah. I guess people in low MMR don't have that good of a like spacing mentality, so the ult is really value. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he does everything too. Keeps his allies alive. Can stun. Yeah. Nuke. Good nuke. Ah, new uh, n- new person mm-hmm. here, the Plaid Pirate. Ooh, um, welcome, Plaid Pirate. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. He uh, or she asks, so my three heroes are currently Undying Tree and Omni. Uh, all are useless fives or in a pinch, useless threes. Uh, Undying Tree are fine. 
Who should I branch out to, staying in the same mold of Terrible 5 and Terrible 3? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Omni's, like, worthless. I think Omni's terrible. The OG picked Omni, uh, put Seb on him, and he was, like, 0-7 or something. Um, I think that boy's well, I'll say... Who's a bad 5 and bad, bad rider. 3? Go ahead. That is good, though. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, I don't think he actually wants terrible suggestions, right? <laughs> like, when I need rogue two games, I always play five bad rider, and it suits my style more than mid bad rider because I like it's actually good if I just run around and kill their carry, and it's yeah. um, it, it's a very different game than mid bad rider because mid bad rider you kind of want to try to scale on support bad rider. Like, I'll be I don't know level six or something. And there's, I, I, this was last week, actually. There was a, like, level 15, the, the, she just had an insane lane, like, a level 15 PA jungling, and I bought a smoke, and I got, like, eight stacks on her while she was jungling, because she couldn't see me. And then I just <laughs> killed her, and I got, like, four levels uh, from one kill. Wait, you were, you were, you were gooping her from yeah, smoke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the high <laughs> ground, and she was farming the low ground camp on top side of uh, Dire. Oh man, I yeah, love so, that. You know, Bat Rider, you can you can get some of these clutch kills and if they're if the enemy is alone, even if you like if they're literally three times your level, you can still kill them, which is very nice. That's cool. I think uh I'm gonna suggest uh Orge McGee, Ogre Magi. True, tanky disabled. Um that's a good one. Always forward, never back. Just run at people, hit them with your uh shovel or decanter or whatever you have. <laughs> Uh, and I think I think Sam would have fun playing with yeah. Magi. Who's Sam? He's like this plaid pirate. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah Samuel or Samantha or whatever. I think I just saw Sam <laughs> somewhere. Uh, uh, I don't know anything about that person. What do you think, Charlene? What should the uh, the plaid pirate say play? Maybe Nyx. Nyx assassin. Ah, he didn't didn't he have his Nyx phase at some point? I'm pretty sure I remember that. I I, I vaguely remember yeah, that. He played too. Like I think Nyx he was like gonna play weeks. like I don't think he particularly liked it to be honest. <laughs> That's a it's a, it fits the description yeah, though. It's a good call. Terrible five and terrible three. <laughs> but, but can be a great Nyx, hero. I'll say, like if you if you're playing like three Nyx and you have a good lane and you get like an early meteor hammer, <laughs> it's like game over. But then, if you don't, it's the most dreadful here to play from behind. Uh, all right, Elihu asks, "You are gifted funds to facilitate a Dota tournament, Thanksgiving. You chose the location, theme, and any additional content ideas. Don't worry about the team's talent prize pool. Go the We Like Dota Invitational. Mm. Uh, Charlene, mm. where are we where are we playing this? Uh, we're Doing let's it. for the purposes of this. Let's assume there is not uh, a global pandemic of a deadly respiratory disease <laughs> that you know the country where most of the WLDers live mm -hmm. uh, is in lockdown. Let's see. Um, I think I would bring it to more central Europe. Like I think the pitch for Sweden is nice, but I would actually prefer it to be. Dare I say, even Germany? Mm, wow, very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. Which city? Uh, I don't I don't know. 
Potsdam? <laughs> Potsdam. Yeah, I hear I hear Potsdam is nice. Yeah, Potsdam Casper. is very good. It's uh, uh, not as Actually, what about Spain? Expensive. Is Spain nice? Spain is decent. It's not as um it's way more remote for most Europeans going to Dota events. So most Dota events are like either in France or in like Eastern or Europe or Germany. Mm. I know this is getting even further away, but what about Portugal? Portugal. That sounds nice, nice too. Yeah, I mean, it's even more remote, but hey. Yeah, let's go to Portugal. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, in uh, Lisbon or Porto, the only two cities in Portugal I can name. I mean, it's also like, I think actually the only two cities in Portugal. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's one of those countries. <laughs> um, so, Arian, what's the theme for the We Like uh, Dota um, next summer in Lisbon? I mean, Lisbon? since we're... None of us speak Portuguese, no, I right? Um, I mean, we're in the sure, med- it's fine. We're like close to the Mediterranean, so maybe we had a Greek theme, right? So maybe we do a Roman theme now. Ah, because you're close to the Mediterranean. Sure. Hmm. Sure. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bunch of heroes that could have like Roman themed sets that you can make a cash out of. Obviously, Mars he already has one, but you could yeah. probably make one out of Monkey King. Maybe he's like a, you know I'm sure there's like monkey men on Roman law. I'm I'm not up to date on Roman law. You guys have to uh, law. You guys will have to forgive me. But I mean, you just need a guy with a sword, right, to make a Roman themed set. And there's a lot of guys with swords in Dota too. It's true, and you could even, since it's like the Iberian Peninsula, you could even do like some kind of like Reconquista thing and have like, you know, true, true. classical kind of like African Arab. Uh, yeah, we have some of those sets already. Too. We have a Kunka set that's like one of those Spanish guys. A Conquistador. Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, for the uh, games themselves, uh, all the teams have to play yeah, themes. Yeah, obviously. Yes! I think that goes without saying. That'd be a fun time. I think people would like that. And we're yeah, the hosts. Yeah, obviously. Like, <laughs> we're casting. I want Truvo uh, as one of the casters. Okay, yeah, we can invite Juvu. Absolutely. Very high caster. Juvu would be great. Yeah, he's good. Juvu and, and, and Tagdge. Yeah, I can also never uh, pronounce his name. I'm glad you're the same, Charlene. My God. <laughs> like, it's a what? Well, it's a G and the H after D. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Tad. Tad. All right, Juve and Tad. That's the casters. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Elihu also asks. CM has a dog, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other heroes can have Frondillo the armadillo. Mm-hmm. Who else needs a cosmetic pet? Faceless Void needs a dog because he's blind, so he needs a service dog. <gasps> oh. Oh, that's so good. His offhand is just holding the leash to the Drippy yeah, Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I think it's probably the correct answer. Charlene, you got a better one? Mm, I don't think I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, Arian. Um, actually, uh, like, this isn't going to trump Arian's answer <laughs> you at all. Have but to like, trump maybe... me. This is not a competition, guys. Come on. It's always a competition. <laughs> um, maybe like one of the the skeletony heroes has a skeleton dog. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, skeleton king has a little like dog skeleton running around. Yeah. I like it. I'm not going to improve on that. Nice. Uh, last question. Old Grandma Ruby asks: 
It's 2030. Valve have gotten too corrupt, and you have been given the elite task of taking them down. You have a team comprising of Sir Action Slacks, any Dota 2 hero of your choice, and any other current talent member who is 10 years older. Who gets to be in your dream mm, team? Interesting. So we got to break into uh, the uh, the headquarters up in Washington. So we have to like assassinate Take- Gaben, or are we like stealing something? Um, I don't know. Okay, can you assassinate Gaben? I feel like by twenty thirty, he's like just like jacked into a server somewhere, true, and, true, and true. he's like he's uploaded his consciousness. He just controls the he just controls the internet with his brain. He's like the <laughs> at the end of. Uh, that recent uh, Star Wars movie. Nice. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Valve headquarters looks like. So that let's planet. say we have to get into a vault and like steal the source code for Dota. That's a good premise. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Who would I take? Yeah. So Slacks is like face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we're talking about an A team that we're putting together, Slacks is for face. Sure. And I mean, he's a big guy, so we could probably pull the stunt where he puts on a really big coat. And the rest of the cast like, <laughs> just goes under his coat. And that way we smuggle ourselves into the Valve HQ. Because he's been there. He's worked yeah, the with pr- them on like some of the TI production stuff. So they'll probably let him in. Yeah, he might know his yeah, way around. Yeah, for sure. And then, so the talent, Dota 2 talent, however, are they're tall. They're tall drinks of water. What? Like, they're pretty big people. No, no, no. I know exactly who I'm taking. Tsunami? He's, uh... He stands on a <laughs> he stands on a box in a lot of uh, productions. Cause he's he's a very <laughs> short dude. So yeah, I I take him oh, for sure. He's also okay. he's a super smart guy and really funny. So you know. Well, that's good. Yeah, we, we, we need, need that intelligence. The, the, it has to yeah, be watchable, yeah, yeah. you know, for doing the A team here. But what? Yeah. So we have tsunami hiding in a giant coat. Uh, I mean, the obvious choice for hero is Ricky. Yeah, right? but we're already hiding under the coat, so we don't necessarily need the invis. That's true. That's I'd true. rather have someone. Charlene, like yeah. I mean, yeah, smoke screen might be good though. Oh yeah, yeah. Do we have uh, any portal heroes in Dota too? Io. True. Yeah. Io. Yeah. Io could. Uh, yeah, because I. I think if it's kind of like uh, life stealer all if um, Slacks puts you under his coat. You count as part of him, so Io could relocate both mm, of them interesting. into interesting, the building. Interesting. But then they have like eight seconds or ten seconds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Tsunami busts out, and he has to use his intelligence uh, to hack into the mainframe. I don't know <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that that uh, will allow us to take them down. So he has to do it in eight seconds, and it's like this incredibly tense scene. That's good. That's good. Uh, before the relocate nice, cancels. Nice. Cool. Cool. Does somebody get like left behind? Yeah, slacks. Yeah, I guess no. I guess he wouldn't get murdered by Val. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they shoot me instantly. Uh, oh, are we yeah. part of this? I, mean, I think so. I think we're part of this. Okay. Are we considered current talent member? No, but you have an elite team. I, I would count myself okay. uh, as part of that well, regarding how the questions okay, phrase. Okay. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I, I don't know if I'm involved. Maybe you're right. like the, you know, the player guy with the big plan that just chills I'm, back in all those heist movies. I'm Hannibal. I got a, I got a cigar. Isn't that the guy who eats um, humans, uh, Joe? Okay, a different Hannibal. Yeah, I'm going to uh, 1980s US television yeah, okay. shows. 
Yeah, not 1980s U.S. murder <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, we're just like the 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 masterminds at WLD headquarters in Pittsburgh sure, or wherever sure. it is. That's from that's the place from which IO relocates. All right, there's your plan. That's how we're gonna do it. Uh, that is our last question. Another long episode. Super oh long. My God, dude. One minute. <laughs> One hour uh, four minutes. Jesus. Yeah, you could. Uh, you can go back to sleep, Charlene. <laughs> oh, now the sun is, is the up. Is the sun up? Yeah, the sun is up now. Nice. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. I'll maybe go for a walk or something. <laughs> yeah, commitment to the craft uh, internet. Mm-hmm. That's what we have here. That's what you get from us that we like Dota. Yes. If you want to learn more, follow us on Twitter. We like Dota. Um, come to our Discord, as always. We have new people joining all the time. Everyone's nice. And uh, come play with us. Any other uh, shout-outs? Uh, I'm done, I think. All right. Uh, Charlene, anything? Mm, stay healthy. Very cool. Stay people. healthy, everybody. Good <laughs> Don't Good catch advice. Don't Stay catch healthy. Corona. Try not to. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.